Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting week. I am your humble truth-seeking host, Ralph DeLugas, and this is Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, I want to talk, I want to actually jump right in. Well, maybe we'll, we'll get to some news here in a little bit. Actually, there is one piece of news that we got to hit because it ties into the show. Um, this is a headline off of uh, what has become just a cesspool of fake science and the most respected and revered uh, science publication on earth, Nature Magazine. Um, after Trump, U.S. researchers urge Biden to block political meddling in science. How ridiculous, right? Uh, U.S. researchers are urging Biden to block political meddling in science. Politics, or the government, or the kingdom of Satan, whatever you want to call them, has had complete and total control of all science in this world for at least 120, 150 years. Um, White House Science Office. Did you know we had a White House Science Office? I didn't even know that. I knew we had a National Science Foundation, of course, NASA and FDA, uh, Medical Association, we had all that. We also have a White House science office. You know what's wrong with science? I would start with the fact that we even have a White House science office. Anyway, the White House science office is expected to deliver a review of U.S. scientific integrity policies next month. Um, There you go. We can almost close the show. What's wrong with science today? There you have it. If you can imagine anything so ridiculous, you know, if you want to fix scientists or science, just get government out of it. Um, As you guys will all already know, um, all science is controlled by money. It is controlled by the banking cabal, the cartel, um, which is controlled by Cain and Satan. This is very old. We're actually going to talk about this a little bit today. I want to talk about some of the bloodline families that go all the way back to Cain and the Canaanite bloodlines, um, uh, the bloodline of the serpent. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that probably in the third segment. But I just thought that was so funny I had to mention that one. Um, I want to talk, I guess, really quickly about where we are. I, I'm in kind of a, like probably a lot of you guys, I'm in a few various little signal groups, you know, where a bunch of us text around and stuff, energy groups. I'm kind of a nerd. My passion is physics and energy and liberty and freedom. I don't like being a slave. It's something that I'm allergic to. Um, And I've noticed in my little group, and there's like this one bigger one. I won't say the name because someone might might hear or whatever. But a lot of people are like, oh, you know, my grandkids live in live in Mexico. And if I if I don't take the vaccine, what if I won't be able to go see my grandkids or what if I can't go, you know, buy something? What if I what if I lose my job? I just wanted to I finally snapped a couple of days ago and you know, I think it's important to remember I didn't snap, but I just you know, what if you're called on to give your life for liberty, you know? We seem to kind of be hung up sometimes in these first world problems. We're all this is a I hate to be like a, a Debbie Downer, but we're in the tribulations now, guys. Like, I don't know if everybody noticed, but the world has changed. And I think the big the big push for the, you know, I don't want to call them sheeple, but the people that still believe the, the narrative of the corrupt governments of our world. And, and it's important to know that all the governments of this world, all of them, 
are not, you know, not just corrupt, but corruption is now institutionalized. You're not going to fix it with a vote. I think you all can see that by now. You're not going to fix it with a well-worded letter to your senator. Insta- corruption, evil, is institutionalized in all the governments of this world. We are in we are in the days that that dusty old book sitting on your mantle, that wonderful Bible that that we might may or may not read as much as we should. This is all in there, and um, that's where we're at. So honestly, we should be getting excited. We got great things coming, and not wringing our hands and oh, I don't know, maybe I should take it. You know, my pastor took it. He says it's a good thing. No, I mean you can do what you want. I wouldn't take that freaking poison into my body, not with a gun to my head, not for any reason, not for a free pizza, not for a Krispy Kreme donut, certainly not for a hundred bucks, not for a hundred million bucks. Would I take that into my body? But um. Now I went on and ran. I forgot what I was talking about. But yeah, it's it's important to to realize we are at spiritual war. Um, this war is a spiritual war. It has been going on a very long time, and we hold all the cards. We, you know, on the surface, we, it doesn't look that way. Maybe, perhaps, and I think by design. And honestly, I've I kind of got a good smack in the face a couple days ago when I, you know, started, you know, how bad I like many of you. You know, I just. I, I see some of these SRA abuse things and, and just the evil that's going on in our world, the, the slaughter of, of children and innocent people in our world. And I just I just want to see these people wailing in hell. Right. I, I want to move on. I want them to be I want all this hope porn that I see everywhere that the white hats are rounding everybody up and that everybody's in Gitmo. And it's all going to I wish that were true. You know, the thing I, I see that's missing there is again referring back to that dusty old Bible on my mantle, Jesus Christ and one mighty and strong who I still kind of kind of a, thinking we have a Messiah Ben David in the mix there too, along with Messiah Ben Joseph, a right hand of the Lord juxtaposed to the Antichrist. Um, those are our hope. Jesus Christ is all of my hope. And sadly, I, I don't have any hope in Trump. I think he was a good man trying to do his best and, I have no question that he won the election by a landslide. But anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit about, and I don't want to get too much into this, but I, I, I listened to a really interesting interview the other day, uh, a woman named Laura Worley. This is another um, lady similar to Jesse Zaborda or Kathy O'Brien that actually sur- survived uh, a youth in this cabal mind control uh sex slavery, if you will. I mean, I hate to get too graphic, but it's pretty dark what, what these ruling uh, rulers in our world do to these young people in this uh, satanic cult abuse network, which is far bigger, I think, than any of us want to know. Um, she talked a lot about a lot of things, but she was experimented on in MK Ultra and Project Monarch. Um, those of you that may not be familiar with those terms, those are... Uh, 50-year-old, if not older, CIA, and even going back to the OSS, um, mind control um, programs. And some of these experiments that she, that she uh, explained were very interesting. We talk a lot about water, and we talk a lot on this show about electricity and how those are um, far more than what we're taught in the government-ran indoctrination center. Water, which is, we're told, just the simplest of compound, right? It's just a, an oxygen molecule, a couple hydrogen, or oxygen atom, a couple hydrogens, 
um, a bond that's 137.5 degrees that bonds them together. Um, and that's it, right? Well, then why is it that water can change its crystalline structure depending on whose energy biofield it is within? It literally holds information. How can that be? It has no power source. Um, that's because it is, this is my opinion, there's just no, you know, it's difficult to study such things if you don't have big dollars and super fancy equipment. But in the couple little simple experiments that I work on just in my little spare time, I've, I've, I've been able to uh, recreate a pretty simple anode cathode setup to uh, turn water back into hydrogen and uh, oxygen. And just the way it reacts with energy, and of course, I always refer to my good old scriptures because I think that's one of the best places for truth we can find. I think water is somehow an interface between what I call the light of Christ. Some people would call it the ether, uh, the divine matrix of the Elohim, or some people, you know, the maybe the more... Uh, Laura Eisenhower type crowd, source, source zero point energy, universal consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Um, there is an energy field all around us that is measured that all the great scientists, Tesla, um, Steinmetz, uh, I almost said Rockefeller, definitely not Rockefeller, um, Maxwell, Faraday, all of the greats, even Einstein absolutely knew there was an energy field all around us. Now, if you were to Google the word ether, it would come up and say something like a pseudoscience, um, um, basically just a bunch of nonsense. It is absolutely true. And water interfaces with that. Um, that energy field all around us is through is the power through which all creation happens. Um, all the stars are powered by it. Massive current comes from the center of each galaxy. Each galaxy has a source of power. It's an amazing, amazing universe that God's built. Um, and we can learn about it all on our own. You can refer to the kingdom a little bit, but unfortunately, most science is a very intricate, carefully, carefully planned um, paradigm to keep the bars of your cage in place. Um, so I want to talk about energy propagation. We're running up against the break, but um, I think this is important. Um, and we will have that after the short break. Well, actually, um, yes, the, the ether and this uh, Laura Worley her uh, testimony is going to be key in this, and we'll have that shortly. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Um, Briefly, I want to cover the, uh, the testimony of a, a woman named Laura Worley. She was a um, basically a victim of satanic ritual abuse and uh, the CIA. According to her, she was um, experimented on daily in uh, Project uh, MKUltra. Just really briefly what that is, Project Monarch. These are extremely wicked um, plans. The CIA has now kind of acknowledged it, I guess, in DARPA, that they do this. They, of course, would never use this on the U.S. population, ever. They promise. Um, this is just for evil people, you know, like to, to help defend liberty around the world and to help defend the petrodollar. I mean, liberty around the world. And, um, you know, they'll just use it on our enemies. 
But basically, your brain is electromagnetic, as are you. Your entire body is energetic, and emotions have frequency. And it's not terribly hard to get your head around how this works. Um, she has a couple really interesting um, things that she talked about. I'll just talk about it briefly because I just thought it was so cool. I wish I knew this good lady. I want to I wanna ask her more about this. But she was very reluctant to talk about her experiences. But this one in particular, she said they were trying to uh, – she thought it was uh, some sort of a time travel, time control manipulation kind of an experiment. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, that's uh, – I'm just telling you what she said. Um, and that they had to get through a long tunnel, that, and there was water involved and electricity involved. And um, just her testimony of how this all worked with the water and the color that it was when it turned to plasma. I, I won't get into the X's and O's of why I, I believe she's absolutely telling the truth because some of these things that she's reporting on, even just a little bit that she said are not things that could be very well known unless you've worked with HHO and, and dealt with uh, water plasmafied water, I guess, if you will. Um, super interesting stuff, but she talks about the mind control and what she said really struck me and I'm, I'm going to focus on that. Um, I, I guess just before I do just real brief, um, what's going on with this mind control thing? Cause in, in my opinion, this is fact. I mean, I can't stand up and say, and obviously I don't want to get sued by the kingdom or, or shot. Um, but in my mind, this is just a fact. Uh, they are spraying the skies. That's a fact. I've had Congress, I had a Congresswoman tell me that I thought she was crazy. Um, now I believe she's absolutely telling me the truth. All airplanes or are, are the fuel that's in them is is deliberately engineered to be producing these nano aluminum particles. Additionally, you have massive aircraft spraying the crap out of our skies. You've all seen it. The patchwork long linear clouds in our sky, they have no explanation. Those are not a contrail. Contrails don't don't hang out for that long and actually create a crisscross pattern in the sky of long, thin linear clouds. It's ridiculous. They're spraying our skies. They kind of admit it now. If you want to know more about that, there's a really good documentary out there called The Dimming. Um, I would I would encourage everybody to see it. It's it's kind of more from the environmentalist point of view, but it's, I, I think, absolutely true. Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz is in there. She's a rock star. A lot of rock stars in that one. Um, but anyway, why are they spraying our skies? What they say is to deflect the sun um, because of global warming. I think in a way, almost that's almost kind of true. In my mind, sun, capital S-O-N. Um, and what, what they're doing with this, in my opinion, there can only be two reasons. And this is in the, the, uh, the uh, documentary, The Dimming. Uh, the weather control is the mind control part they don't really touch on. Um, but there is no question that they can control the weather. Weather is an electrical event. It's energetic. Um, with a more uh, electrified sky, and there's no question when you when you produce tons and tons, and these are nano aluminum particles, right? This isn't like aluminum dust. These are atomic sized particles. This is as small or smaller than a, than the virus, right? So these are tiny, tiny, tiny particles. An ionized uh, atmosphere like this will propagate energy. That is, it will energy will propagate will move through it much easier. Um, and so with skies that are uh, easily energized, 
these uh, long wave radiation uh, radio telescopes can very easily warm up a section of sky. They can create highs, they can create lows, that creates weather. They can create long-term droughts, they can create hurricanes, they can steer them, they can do all that. So is that the main reason why they do it? I have no idea. Um, the other thing that I believe they're absolutely doing, because um, these 5G towers make no sense, your phone isn't really that much faster. These companies aren't really making any more money yet they're spending an insane amount of money putting up these 5G towers. And where's the money coming from? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So with this uh, atmosphere, this uh, air around us, and the uh, energy can be propagated in very easily. And now we have the towers to do it. They can very easily broadcast things like fear. They can broadcast, you know, they can't probably broadcast, you know, Brian Hyde, go eat a peanut butter sandwich and then cluck like a chicken. Maybe they can. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they can definitely broadcast, okay, everybody be afraid. Everybody be um, angry. You know, such things like that, absolutely. And uh, how can we defend against this? Even in the CIA reports, they um, – and, and, of course, the numbers vary, and a lot of it's muddled and redacted. And But from the people that I've listened to, and I've studied this kind of a lot, for some reason I'm really – interested in this sort of thing. There is a percentage that it just never worked on. Um, that number is around 15% depends on who you listen to. But it seems to me like that percentage seems fairly accurate to, have you looked around at like all the people that just believe this vaccine and COVID-1984 stuff like a religion? It's like, you have family members. I have family members. We all have friends and family that are just like, I have a, I shouldn't say, but a mother-in-law that like thinks I am literally going to kill my family. I've literally betrayed my sacred vows to protect my wife because I will not take the vaccine and, and believes it, right? So passionately. And I feel terrible for this good woman. I hope she's not listening. If she is, I love you, mom. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's kind of sad. These people really believe it. And I thought, what is the difference? It, it isn't really, it isn't, doesn't seem like a religion is the common thread. I've wondered a lot. What is the common thread in the people that are just critical thinkers that believe almost nothing the government says and the masses, which, you know, are, are smart people. I have a sister that has a PhD. She's in medicine. Her, her daughters are in medicine. These are great gals. Um, very, very smart. My sister's 10 times smarter than me, but believes this stuff hook, line and sinker. It's just, I don't know. I've wondered a lot. What is it that makes some people so much more susceptible to this programming? And this good lady, I think gave, uh, gives the secret and the key. She said there were people in the program that weren't, that could not be uh, programmed and that were almost instantly deprogrammed by a one of two things. She said the, the biggest um, destroyer of the programming was love. And I hear that and I think, well, love, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more of a warrior hearted person. You know, I want to go to war and fix things and, and find justice for, you know, the innocent. And so when I hear the answer is love, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the answer is a big gun and justice. You know, we need to, we need to fight for what's right. That's what the answer is. I mean, love is great, you know, but, but you know what? She's absolutely right. And, um, it's something that I know I need to work on more. Um, the other uh, thing, she kind of hinted around it, but didn't really say, she did say the word. And, and I think, because I see it so much in scriptures, the word belief. And that's kind of a, a rabbit hole. Um, belief in what? Belief in God? Yes. 
faith in God? Well, yeah, but don't even the demons in hell have faith in God? I mean, they know God's real. So I think there's more than that. This word belief, I think, is key to everything. I think it's the key to ascension. I think it's the key to to our problem here in this world. We're running up against the break, but I'll, I'll finish that thought and we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, banking cartel that's behind all of this. And it, it's not, it's honestly not that veiled. I don't know why why it's not, you know, talked about more often other than they control them. But um, we are up against the break. Uh, just a wrap up on belief and how it can be your defense against not only evil, literally, but also against the mind control after this short break. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you are on the uh, Fed by Ravens Network. Um, we are talking a little bit about uh, mind control and defending against it. Um, a lot of this I'm pulling from Laura Worley and her uh, testimony she gives. I think I saw this on Sarah Westall's program. I actually can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Sarah Westall. Um, she's a good one, too, if you're ever looking for news. Um, I, I'm really careful where I get my news. Honestly, I, I like Epic Times. I like not, not to put plugs for other people, but I think they're great. I love Alex Newman, the new American. Um, uh, Brian Hyde is awesome. Always, of course. Um, this Sarah Westall has some interesting guests. I, I like her from time to time, but this lady, um, she, she now is a, a, I don't think she's a, is she a chaplain? She's a, I don't know if she holds an actual, uh, religious, uh, teaching place, but she travels the world helping people heal from uh, satanic ritual abuse, sexual abuse, um, heavily reliant and grounded in Jesus Christ. Awesome gal. She talks about belief, and you know, that's such an interesting word. It's one of those words almost like truth, right? Um, and I think you can't have belief in this sense, in the powerful sense, in, in the empowering sense, in things that are false. Like you can't have faith, powerful faith, in things that are false. And I think therein lies one of the great um, challenges of this world. You know, so much is, is um, we have so many things that are influencing us in this world. And there's, you know, there's, there's a gap between what you, uh, between your actions, you know, like I, I try to be a good Christian man. I'm, I'm, I fail horribly at it, but I try. And there's a huge gap in between who I am and what I believe, right? I would, I believe, you know, I, I, I can be this really forgiving, you know, like a, like a George Washington type man. I'd like to be like that or a Captain Moroni, you know, or um, someone that could be, you know, kind and but yet a fierce defender of liberty, et cetera. But that's not who I am. I'm kind of a, I, my language isn't as good as sometimes it ought to be. I'm not as nowhere near as forgiving as I ought to be. So I have this gap between what I believe and who I am. But I think the big problem isn't so much in this world, even the biggest problem, I should say, isn't the, the gap between our actions and our belief. 
The biggest problem is what we be- the gap between what we believe and the truth. Um, and the truth is, is pretty tricky in this world, isn't it? In a world where everything is engineered to deceive you, this world is based on deception. And we're going to talk about those guys here in a, a quick second. Um, the key is to find what to believe in. Um, for me, that is Jesus Christ. Um, for you, it is too. If you want to uh, meet him, he's always there. Um, the only truths that I can really hang my hat on are the ones I've been taught by him. And I think it's important. We're at one of those times, you know, it's, I love studying uh, scripture, not just the Bible, the King James version of the Bible and other versions, honestly, the Russian one, there's a, the international one. It's kind of more based on the Hebrew. Um, I, I like them. All. I love the apocryphal writings, the book of Enoch, um, there's a book, uh, an ancient writing that a guy named Joseph Smith pulled out of the ground. I love very much reading that one. Um, and um, in these, it's always the same pattern. It's always God's covenant-breaking, backsliding, apostate people that bring on the destructions. This is a pattern that we see over and over. And we look around now, yeah, we've got evil people in charge, but why, right? If if this was uh, 1776, I'm pretty sure we'd have a, a little more resistance than, than what we see today. Um, so the key, I think, here is to close the gap between what we believe and the truth. You're always, and, and I'm not no purveyor of truth. Brian Hyde, you know, he's pretty close. He's a lot closer to always truthful. And I, I try to be. I can, I can promise you I'll never deliberately lie to you or tell you something that isn't true for clicks because I don't even have a page that you could click on anyway. And, um, or anything else. I, I just want to know the truth, honestly. And I, I get kind of mad in, in religion, in governments all over in the world. We see, oh, this is better that people don't know this or people don't know that the anti-gravity technology, which is absolutely true and real and really not that terribly complicated. You could easily understand it. It's not that much more complicated than jet propulsion, you know, pushing something through the air and using lift and uh, fighting against adhesion and laminar flow to keep a vehicle in the air through jet propulsion isn't really any more complicated than counter-rotating magnetic fields and canceling out inertia. It's 150-year-old technology. Well, 120-year-old technology. J.J. Thompson in 1899 successfully canceled out inertia in a test in his lab, propelling a glass of wine to, I think it was 25 miles an hour, and then stopping it abruptly and didn't spill a drop. That was done by canceling out inertia, um, old technology, but not what we're taught, right? So we think it's impossible. Anyway, I want to get uh, taught briefly about who is doing this to us, because I think um, knowledge is power. And I think, you know, a lot of these things we think of spraying the skies, you know, who would do that? The, their kids grow up in this under these skies, too. Why would these people be, you know, why, why would that? That just can't be true. There's no way that this vaccine could be harmful. There's no way that they would do that to so many people. I, I just can't believe that. Well, unfortunately, this is the, uh, this is kind of the why. So we're going to just kind of stick in the last 120 or so years for this little short review, um, kind of what's behind the fed, but this goes all the way back. And whether these people are actually descendants of Cain or not, I have absolutely no idea, but I can tell you that they believe that they are. And they, these ancient bloodlines, the very top, the pinnacle, the, the 13th family, whose name we never hear, this is actually comes from the French monarchy. And uh, Pazor, or Pazor, P-A, I think, S-O-R, 
this is a um, a made up name that was given to the who was left uh, after the French Revolution, which by the way was manufactured. All these wars, guys. It's you think any normal people just want to rise up and go to war and cut people's heads off? And no, no. I think the human race is naturally quite peaceful. It's only when these folks do things like 9/11 to try to rouse people and get them riled up to go to go to war. I don't. I don't believe really. Hardly any wars were naturally occurring. They were always done, you know, by a, a couple people behind the scenes. So the French Revolution, which was for their own reasons, you know, to cover this or that or to to further their agenda, they don't care about flowing blood. In fact, they, I think, in a lot of ways, probably like it. Um, so after the French Revolution, the, the Pezora family renamed Pezora. Uh, we, nobody knows the original names of this bloodline, and this is the top. Just to give you an idea, I took a few notes here from, this is kind of some old notes that I've been compiling over time. And this is roughly, these are assets, okay? This isn't fiat currency in someone's bank account. Heavens knows we wouldn't have access to such things anyway. But the Rothschilds family trust roughly about $500 trillion, right? Quite a bit of money. Um, to give you an idea, the stock exchange, the, the holdings of the stock exchange, and this is this is, quote, Seed and Company, which is a Pezor family holding. Uh, the total of that is about $23 trillion. Um, the U.S. GDP, just by comparison, is about $125 trillion annually. Okay. The Pezor Family Trust is a roughly $23 quadrillion. Okay. That's $2,300 trillion. That's about $250,000 for every one of the 7 billion human beings living on earth if they were ever to get like Christian and actually want to just give their money away to the, the populace, right? This is an insane, huge amount of money. This, this one family controls the world. Now, now what, do they, what do they control and how do they get there? Well, many of you know about the D.C. corporation that was formed in 1871. Uh, this corporation is owned by the Pezor family. They, uh, at that time, uh, took over the railroads, uh, Western Union, the bank, the, the Jekyll Island monster that was soon to come uh, after that, owned by the Pezor family. All the big companies formed in this area. They're owned by, you know, the Morgans, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers. We're talking, you know, AT&T, Government Electric, I mean General Electric, all, all your steel companies, all the big companies from this era, you know, the Carnegies, the Morgans, the Rockefellers, these are all beholden to this, this head. This is a very organized and evil kingdom, right? The Collins, the Onassis's, the Kennedys, the Bushes. These 12 families believe it is their right to rule the world, and they do so in great blood and horror, and they do so with money. And with this money, they control all the governments of this world. They own Roughly about 90% of all of the uh, stocks in the stock exchange. At any time, this seeding company can reclaim these assets, these stocks. If you think you own so much money in your stocks, in your retirement fund, that could be gone in the in the click of a click of a Pezor mouse, right? These guys can take that, and they own all the mortgages. They own all of the banks. Um, we're going to run up against the break. We're going to, this kind of ties to Nikola Tesla and some other kind of cool things. So um, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole after this short break.
Okay, everybody, welcome back. Um, so again, as we were saying, the uh, these uh, banking cartels, and you don't really have to know all the X's and O's of this. Um, is that music playing in the, in the background still, Brian, on your end too? There we go. Thank you. It was giving me anxiety. It was starting to play, play fast. I was starting to about ready to get my glow stick out and do a techno dance or something, which I'm, I'm a very good tech. I'm just kidding. I would have no idea. Okay, so these uh, banking, uh, car- the banking cartels, and particularly in the case of Nikola Tesla, he is a very interesting character. I, th- I think one of these days we're going to talk about him a little more. I've come across some, some of the guys I'm doing some tinkering with. I, I'm an engineer, and I like to kind of try and um, rebuild and recreate kind of some of the things that Tesla, I, I'm not a real super smart electrical guy. I'm more of a mechanical guy. His, I've made several uh, Tesla turbines and they're an amazing engine. This engine should run our entire world, but it's too efficient and it wouldn't make them enough money and offer them the control of the uh, combustion engine, which is an utter piece of garbage and burns lots of what they call fossil fuel, which has nothing to do with fossils, but not today on that one. Um, so Nikola Tesla comes along and I just believe he was the man that God sent here to kind of bring us into the, uh, industrial age, right? He's responsible for, I don't even know how many patents, AC, electricity, radio waves, remote control, pretty much everything in our world that you would consider technological, um, could be traced back in one way or another to Nikola Tesla. However, he was a good man. And in many ways, a visionary, a lot of these, a lot of these ideas would come to him in a visionary kind of way. Um, a lot of which has been kind of poo pooed and covered up now. But, um, he said to his dying day that, that the world is missing my greatest invention, which is my turban. He says that it would change the electromotive world in the same way that his AC, uh, electricity changed the electromagnetic world. And he invented it all. My friends, he invented the AC generator, the way to send it, uh, frequency generation, all of it. Uh, Prior to him, we were running on a DC world by uh, Edison, who, in my opinion, is nowhere near the scientist that he is uh, held up to be. Um, But who's to say for sure, right? Um, So Nikola Tesla, a lot of his his, um, writings, especially later in his life, that, that that we can get a hold of, I've, I've been kind of trying to pour through some stuff I've gotten lately from, from his actual what's left of his estate. Um, some of the people in my group that I've been uh, tinkering along with, uh, they, they've been impressed enough with our work that they've decided to reach out with us, reach out to us. And they've given us basically access to all of the stuff that they have, which, of course, is nothing compared to what the CIA stole when he died. But it's been interesting to read that a lot of this stuff that he he absolutely believed in what I call um, the divine matrix or the light of Christ or the ether, if you will. Um, and everything can happen to us. He was very far along. You've heard maybe of the Philadelphia project. This is the um, the rumored project where they took Tesla technology. He didn't have anything to do with this. I think um, not J.J. Thompson, but uh, Anderson. Uh, it's not going to come to me. There, there was a few people that took this after uh, Tesla was out. He was not going to help uh, the military machine develop weaponry. That was not what he was about. He wanted to bring energy to the world, and he would have done it had Morgan not have pulled the plug. But about halfway through building the Warcliffe facility, 
um, JP Morgan was finally uh, enlightened as to what Tesla was trying to do. And he's like, well, wait a minute. How does, how does bringing energy to the world without any cost to them, you would have to have essentially picture your radio. You know, I know none of us have them anymore. Really you do. Your cell phone is the same principle, just much more high energy waves. Um, instead of having a radio that would uh, turn those waves into sound or a picture or data, it would turn that those waves back into energy that can be used. Our entire world, honestly, is built on on nonsense. Electrons, even according to CERN, there is no particle called an electron that exists in our world. Electricity is a field. It is an energetic field that travels along the skin of the wire. There is no electrons flowing in a wire. So electricity can be propagated. Tesla was going to pull it from the ground to the ionosphere and broadcast it so that you could turn, you could tune your energy receiver into uh, the frequency that they predetermined and you could pull energy out of the air. There would be no wire, there'd be no lines, no, uh, no coal to burn, nothing. Um, and they know this today still. Why, is, why does our world not run on this? Um, why don't all of our airplanes fly on this energy source, all of our vehicles, all of our light bulbs? Because there's no, that model doesn't keep you a slave and keep them rich. And as Morgan put it, how can I turn this into profits for my investors? And Tesla goes, well, you'll be infamous. You'll be the man that, that changed the world and brought all this good to the world. And he's like, I don't care about any of that. I care about making profits. And so he pulled the plug and that was all kind of swept away. Well, there's once you understand that all matter is energy and that the energy field is all around us, things like Star Trek transporters all of a sudden aren't so ridiculous and fanciful anymore. And it's been done. Um, and I want to say Anderson. It's not Anderson. I'm thinking the name's going to evade me. But there's um, Steinmetz and... Uh, bugs me. Um, and a couple other people have done it. Uh, resonant uh, pancake coils, particular frequencies. I don't pretend to know exactly how it's done, but I've read a lot of the papers. Uh, the Philadelphia Project was an interesting one. They took an entire ship, rigged it up with coils um, all around it, a ton of uh, power, and essentially they wanted to make this thing invisible to radar. Uh, unfortunately, what they did was they they managed to bring it out of phase with, you know, a lot of people believe there are many dimensions uh, piled on top of the dimension in which we live. I, I believe that I can't get my head around exactly how it works. Um, a lot of people say that the, the, the spiritual paradise where all those that have lived on the earth are basically hanging out, at least the ones that, you know, that weren't part of the cabal that aren't whaling at the bottom of the ocean or wherever. Um, the spiritual paradise is here on earth just in a different dimension. Um, that may well be true, and this may well be a part of that. But um, transporting matter through this energy field should be as easy as transmitting a phone call um, on your cell phone with the right equipment. And honestly, I believe that such things exist today. You and I won't have access to them. But uh, when Nikola Tesla died, of course, you can see he also had a, a lot of his technology for energy propagation made, you know, mind control possible, made uh, directed energy weapons possible. So you can see why the OSS, who 
became interesting. Interestingly enough, the OSS was the old railroad um, police force, which was under the um, going back to the poser, pauser, pazer, whatever that creepy family is. And uh, they became the OSS. And then eventually they became the CIA um, in this group at this time. This is in the 40s when Nikola Tesla died. The OSS came in, of course, as always, it was a matter of national security. And uh, a man named Prescott Bush was involved in this. This is Bush Sr., a man who many people think was the head of, of everything for a time, as well as Trump's uncle is in this story, where they came in and took all of Nikola Tesla's, um, all of his experiments, all of his logbooks, everything. Um, and so... Many people have requested that under the Freedom of Information Act. What little we get from them is always redacted. Um, and who knows if it hasn't been fiddled with and muddled. I can tell you for surety, the patents as listed in the patent office, many of those are not correct. Uh, just the geometrical tolerancing, the way that things are hatched. You can see inconsistencies that would not be in a Nikola Tesla drawing. Um, so it's kind of hard to know exactly what is and isn't true from what we're given from them. But interesting story. You know, we're going to run out of time. So I want to, um, I guess, before we leave you, uh, get back to where we started from um, in belief. OK, it's it's incredibly important at this time. We know that some people are going to rise to the occasion to help um, ascend and bring this earth from its fallen state. Um, we don't need every human being on earth praying to the God of heaven and uh, forgiving. We just need enough. And what is enough? I don't know. But that is where peace will be found. That is where safety will be found. That's the only place you're going to get truthful advice that you can absolutely hang your hat on about things like, should I flee? Should I not flee? Should, you know, should I quit my job? Should I move? Should I take the vaccine or not take the vaccine? If I were you, I would most definitely not take it. Just, just you know, to me, even just the fact that they use murdered children in their potions, if, if that's all I knew, that would be enough. I'd be like, no, no thanks. You can keep that stuff. But anyway, have a good week, my friends. Remember to say your prayers. Tell your wife you love her. Be good to your kids. Um, we'll be back next week, and God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs>